Welcome to Pain Talks, hosted by Pain Consultants of East Tennessee. On this episode, Drs. James Chu and Laura Stockdale continue their discussion about the importance of patients meeting with our psychologist while being treated at our practice. This is part three of their discussion. We know this as um, clinicians or people that um, really work with patients on a day-to-day basis, but one of the things I find difficult is relaying some of this information to the patient saying, hey, look, this stuff is really important. Um, We really need to, if you have some needs psychologically uh, or um, if there are important ways to kind of rethink or relook at your pain, and um, I I guess one of the biggest hurdles that that I see is that uh, some some of these patients um, uh, may have a reluctance to, oh, to go into this relationship with a, a therapist mm-hmm. um, and, and it's really about their readiness or willingness because it, it's that old adage you can bring a horse to water but making them drink it may be impossible so and you can't pry their jaws up and let the water right, go right. Let's drown you exactly so how, how, how do we encourage those people along if we say look you might really benefit from this but they're on the fence on, on whether or not to do this or not. How, what, what is a way to... What do I do? Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, well, the fact that you have everybody come through a, a behavioral assessment, mm-hmm. role models for them that this is important. Yeah. Secondly, um, I, I give them the website and say, look at this website so you can see how we've helped other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some people who don't want to take opioids. If I pick up on that mm-hmm. immediately, I'll say, we got a lot of other things. Yeah. Um, the other thing is just education is that you know that 20 years ago, people overprescribed. That's been in the news. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. easy medicine. Right. You know, take a pill, call me in the morning. Right. So the re-education that we are now looking at patients as advocates within the team and say, we want to know what helps you. I, I'll use examples like, can you put your socks on in the morning? Mm-hmm. No, I can't bend over. We've got occupational therapy, and they've got devices to help you. Put your socks on. So I do a lot of education. But part, part of that is, is d- divorcing ourselves from this idea that that's different from medicine. But really, in the end, when it comes to chronic pain, there's uh, to, to have a pill solution or even just a procedure solution to your to your problems um, is just a very very narrow bandwidth in looking at how we can treat patients, right? And so right. this other more global look at everyone's life and and how they deal with pain and if, whether they've got strengths or weaknesses seems like to me, um, in a lot of ways, it's more important uh, because I think we address some of the fundamental issues that are going on with the individual patients that, uh, that are that, those things that they may be really struggling with. And I, f- I feel like the psychologists really kind of help us that you guys spend the time, the one hour or 45 minutes uh, assessment or really early on. And it's comprehensive, but it's still a bit of a snapshot of what's going on with their, exactly. their lives. But it really kind of delves into the inner workings of a, of a patient to right. give us a, a, a view of what we can do, right. um, where where the strengths uh, right. or weaknesses are, and how to address them. Yeah. That's, just, that made me think of two things. Mm-hmm. One is when I was working with bypass graft patients, mm-hmm. when I was working with cardiac patients, mitral, mitral valve patients, mm-hmm. sometimes they have high anxieties, even anxiety attacks. I didn't quite get the resistance. I don't know why I didn't get resistance, but some people would say, this is not all in my head, you know, I've got bypass graft. Mm -hmm. But they got the idea of lifestyle changes and coping changes. Mm -hmm. 
more readily than the pain patients do. And I'm wondering if that has to do with just the marketing and the stigma of a while back, American Heart Association, American Heart Association did a really good job of getting it out in the public that there's a more than just bypass graft. You've got to change. And another issue that we've touched on briefly, but not that much in depth, is that there's not a power gradient between me and the patient. And let me explain what I mean by that. If somebody is wanting pain medications or thinking that's the only way uh, to get relief, um, I don't have the ability to give that to them. So that they may put on a more uh, honest or authentic presentation with me than they do with you guys. We've talked about this. They want to look like good patients to you guys mm. um, because you have the power. I always tell them, they do the meds, I mean mm. nurse practitioners, Dr. Chu, Dr. Smith, they do the meds. I do the heads. And yeah, silly, yeah, funny, but they get the point. Because some have asked me, well, can you put in a good word for me? No, <laughs> that's not what I'm here for. Yeah. Or can you, can you tell me what medicines? Uh, no, that is their decision and all of the information I'm getting helps them make decisions for yeah. you. So. Um, and I've always been real attuned to that, that I don't want a power gradient right. because um, that's not what psychotherapy is about. 